When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. Hope you're all good and well out there. First things first, hit that like button. The likes have been hitting a thousand every single show and we love it. The comment section was popping off last time, so comments of the day coming up towards the end of the show. But firstly, let's introduce, as always, Jordan, Lee and James in the building. And tonight's Forever Arsenal is powered by NordVPN. Be invincible by using the code AFTV at the checkout or click the link below to visit nordvpn.com forward slash AFTV for the AFTV special. It's somewhere in London and it's looking pretty red. Lee Judges has attempted to score some new content. He's got to get past a hacker, malware and password attacks. Lee takes off. But look, the hacker sends password attacks towards Lee. He's dispossessed of all his passwords and data. He goes again. But he's hacked to the ground. Look at Lee's in pain. And they're mocking him. Wait, he's got a last-minute transfer deal. He's got NordVPN on his team now. I mean, is that even legal? Oh, that's next-generation encryption absolutely blinding the opposition. And the fastest VPN on the planet flies past password attacks, takes down the ball and scores! That's fresh content on your favourite streaming services. You're protected on multiple devices. Back of the net, just change your location in the app. Go to nordvpn.com slash AFTV now. What are you doing at? At you, mate. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to hear you say anything about the players. Quite frankly, you are in no position to talk. Can I just say something? That actual goal, you know, they're like smashing it in the back. Of it. One take, bosh, done. Like, was it? Like, yeah. Okay, don't worry. I'll find out. I'll find out about that. But we got NordVPN helping you, helping us bring you that fantastic bit of content there, including Lee and much more as well. Um, there's a link in the description, like I said, or you can use the code AFTV at checkout. And Jordan, I saw. Just as the ad was about to play you into the same time. What did you want to say? <laughs> interrupting my fellow my fellow podders and I'm interrupting the advert. I just no, I'm just, I was gonna say we've got an advert. We must be going up in the world. We're, we're doing well. We're doing Sound all right. Like a sponsor. Yeah. Wow. Okay. wow. They, 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 they gave it to um someone, someone likes the us. two greatest shows on AFTV. Go on. Forever Arsenal. And tactical insight, Lee. How about that? <laughs> hey, go check it out. Go check out tactical. Get your NordVPN. Watch yeah, it from anywhere I'm around the world surprised. with Jordan. There I'm very you go. surprised. I thought it was going to be Betty Buys, but there you go, Lionel. <laughs> Night nurse. Listen, the people have spoken. <laughs> You know, you know, on these late ones, me and Jordan lose themselves a little bit. Don't forget. Because they should have been in bed now. You know, <laughs> Turkish has only gone to the dark side, hasn't he? He has. Yeah, I he's only he gone has. and done tactical insight. Like you know, actually, <laughs> I, I, 
I thought oh, Graham's looking though. really, really ropey. I, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> what's happened? What's happened? Uh, really had a shave for about a week. Like, like, you know? Life's hit him hard. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought life's hit him hard. And I couldn't believe it when I actually had to put my glasses on. And there's Turkish, you know what I mean? Like, Look, only elite footballing minds are invited I, on that can, show. Can I get an invite, James? Can I come on the next one? Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> is there a guest list? <laughs> What's going on here? Everybody wants to get on it like that. Uh, I want to get on that it's one now. It's funny how things change, eh? Now everyone wants to be on tactical inside. No worries. I get it. I get it. Uh, so the, the other thing, I've got to say this, like, you know, I... I um. I was fuming after the result, of course, like, you know. And I, a lot of the stewards at, um, at West Ham and all that, Arsenal supporters, funny enough, you know, and uh, one of them comes up to me, like, and he goes, ah, Lee, lovely to meet you and love the forever Arsenal. Can you just tell Jordan he's my favourite? I went, you what? Come! Listen, oh, I'm telling you, you in the comments, they hate me. On the streets, they love me. <laughs> they love me! I said, what the hell is going on here? Like, you know what I mean, like, what the hell is going on? Like, you know? yeah. telling you, Lee might get all one. the comments, but he'll never have the streaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's his name, Lee? What's his name? Uh, I didn't ask his name. After oh, that great. I know, I weren't happy with him, was he? I thought he was going to say, like, you know, like, you know, the judge or something like that. Even Turkish, you know what I mean? Like, but. <laughs> I can accept that, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, oh, you've got to love Jordan, haven't you? I went, no, you haven't got to love him. You know what I mean? Mr. Mr. Stewart, man, um, you're you're very much welcome. And I hope, I hope you have a uh, thoroughly enjoyable rest of the season. And West Ham stay up in the Premier League. And I hope to see you sometime soon. Take care of yourself. He's an Arsenal fan, so I don't think he cares about West Ham. Oh, shame he's Arsenal again. <laughs> It's another fan of yours that you don't know his name. That's I know, the, I know. Funnily enough, bad. that's become it's your bad. thing. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. He shall not be named. He shall not be named. Sorry, mate. We're having too much fun. Are we just putting off the inevitable, Yeah. infuriating conversation we need to have about this game? I, to be honest, I was thinking just that. I think this this pod started quite um, on the positive side in comparison Very to what's really. going on on the pitch. But you know what this pod is. It's about us four getting together once a week, sometimes twice a week in the season to talk football. And yeah, the last couple have, have been a bit more difficult to talk about than pretty much the rest of the season because at a crucial time, we have dropped points for the second game week running. West mm. Ham being 2-0 up for the second game week running. Um, and leaving with just a point. I think the Liverpool one was a lot more understandable considering the level of opposition, the experience they have and the Anfield um, aura and atmosphere, as they say. West Ham, unacceptable, if, if I'm honest. Um, but I will pass it on. James, you might as well start with you and get your thoughts on it. Um, look, it's been a couple of days and I, I sort of, it's a bit of a defence mechanism. I try and just get over the result as quickly as possible. It's happened you know, I'm trying to tell myself all the positives that, cool, we can still draw at City. That, you know, that assignment hasn't changed. Right, we might have to win at Newcastle, but maybe they'll drop points somewhere. And, you know, maybe we can take the wake-up call from all this, blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm trying to tell myself because we've still got a title to fight for. The season's not over. And I think we've got to focus on the positives and the opportunity and all that. But 
I, I really put this one squarely on the players. And I know that Arteta could have done better with his subs. I absolutely agree. And I know that there's a, obviously always a degree of responsibility that's shared around the team. But as far as I'm aware, the team went out there, clearly prepared well, because they were tuned up within 10 minutes. They were ready. They were there. They were doing it. And did they fall apart or did they kind of go the opposite end of the spectrum, which is they were far too comfortable and then West Ham find a way in. Turkish, you joined me on Tactical Insight. Um, yeah. yeah, We looked at the numbers that in the 10 minutes before the uh, goal West Ham scored in the 10 minutes, Lee, you'd find this interesting, actually. Um, and in the 10 minutes before Liverpool got their first goal, Arsenal didn't register a single shot on goal. Ball recoveries dropped massively. All the stats collapse in the 10 minutes before West Ham and Liverpool get their goals because Arsenal do take their foot off the gas. Sometimes your eyes aren't lying to you. I think as fans, there's always this bit of, yeah, what do you know? But we can see the intensity drops and the numbers show it. And it's, <coughs> I think it's unacceptable the way we let West Ham back in. And then I'd even go as far as to say, okay, you messed it up. They've got the equaliser, but there's another 40 minutes of football to play. So can you level up again and go and get a winner? And turn it back on in the way you did in the first ten minutes, and they couldn't do it. So I'm 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 looking at the players on this one. I really, really gave them benefit benefit of the doubt against Liverpool. Um, I wasn't on them at all. I, I looked at all the positives from that game, um, but this one is an absolute shocker. Season's not over. Keep fighting. Lots to fight for. And look, two draws away at Liverpool and West Ham in a nine-game unbeaten run, in which you've taken twenty-three points out of twenty-seven. It's actually really. Pretty bloody good. But that's that's not the task. That's not the assignment yeah. against Man City. And when you are 2-0 up, you've got to get it done. And and actually, I want to throw over to Jordan because, Jordan, you were saying in the in, in the WhatsApp group at 2-0, you were saying, go for it. Go for it. Finish it. And then the old shrug of the shoulders when it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did. because I, I had a concern, a fear that it might be history repeating itself. It's funny that most people like you, James, have said that they found this one more infuriating than the, the Liverpool one. I'm, surprise, surprise. I'm the other way around. I, I, I'm, I'm more angry at the Liverpool one. I, I know Liverpool are better, um, but I, I just feel like if we hang on to beat Liverpool, I don't think the West Ham result happens. And I know there's no way of quantifying that. How do you prove that? But I think there was a bit of PTSD and a bit of confidence being shattered. Look, when your knife is on the neck of a lamb, you slit the throat. You have to, you have to finish the job. You have to, you have to be ruthless. And the discussion has been in this last few days where Arsenal complacent and arrogant. I, my initial thinking was that Arsenal were complacent. I think we were so good in both games for half an hour, and it was very much, it was, it was too easy. It was a vibe of, oh, we'll, we'll win this, we'll win this when we want. It's don't worry about it. We'll get the third goal at some point. This is light work, light work. And that was very much my kind of thinking. We, we, we fell into an, an, an area of arrogance. <clears throat> but having thought about it some more, and I know people don't think I watch football games, the Arsenal games, but I actually watch every Arsenal game. And a lot of time I watch them twice. And this game I wanted to watch back. So I watched the West Ham back for a second time. I watched it back just to kind of really just distill, take an emotion out of it. Because when you're watching the game live, you, you know, you don't know what's going to happen and emotions are all over the place. But what's going on here? And I'm now more of the thinking, guys, that, I don't think it was so much complacency. I think it was more the team didn't and don't know what to do when that in that situation. We've got to remember, this is not only a very 
young Arsenal team in terms of their evolution as, as potential champions. Individually, it's a very, very young team. And watching the game, it appeared to me that they didn't know what to do. At 2-0, they were kind of, uh, this is quite easy. Uh, uh, do we go for the third? Do we lock it off? What's going on? And that I think that complacency, combined with what happened seven days earlier, I can only imagine led them to just kind of just lose their heads for a short period. That combined with West Ham thinking, we're 2-0 down, sod it. We've got to up this now and go for it. I think culminated in where in where we ended up at 2-1. I think part, what Partey did, um, where he tried to flicker over over um, uh, Declan Rice, I thought was an element of complacency as well. I, uh, someone, someone argued he's been doing that all season and getting away with it, fine. But that, that for me wasn't great. And my final point would be, it's not over. As much as I'm disappointed, it's not over. In some ways, the assignment, as you've said, James, is the same as it was last week. We've mm. still got to go to City and get something at City. The difference is, and this is what I've been banging on about for the last couple of months, I was really keen to keep the buffer. Because although I think we always had to get something at City regardless, what we have to do now is be perfect everywhere else. Whereas before, we could have got a draw against City and afforded a defeat against Newcastle or a draw against Newcastle, or we could have afforded to... The Chelsea game is going to be hard. I know people don't think it will be hard. Chelsea will be up for it. We could have afforded a slip up there, whereas now we have to go to, to, to Man City and we have to win every other game. We've got to be perfect. But it's not over. We, if, if we continue to fight for this league, which I think we've got to do, um, I, I think we can still win this, win this title. I'm not as confident that we will now, if I'm being, if I'm being honest. I don't think... In fact, I know I'm not as confident of winning it now, but I think we can still win this title. We've just now got to do a madness. And I think it's within us. But I think, to distill my point, I think what's happened in the last two weeks is where we were caught in a position of the game where we just didn't know what to do because we've not been here before. We've not been here before. And I think they kind of just got caught in two minds. And I think that that combined with the pressure of... What do you mean? We've not been here before in terms of towards the the title running or to... Both. Tune a up and, 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 not, and not knowing whether to kill the game. For me, to kill the game is two ways. You do it Jose style or you do it Pep style. Pep style, get the third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Jose style, Pete Jose, 1-0, 2-0. We defend this out. We defend this out. We didn't do either. Oh, we, we, have done do it. either. we have done it enough this season. Not when it matters. Now it's okay, really so matters. If the occasion is what you. I think. I think it's the pressure of now eight games to go and the realization that actually we've got a juggernaut chasing us and we're close to the prize. That I think is taking its toll and the pressure is building. And I just think we're in a position whereby. Why, why, do, would, do... It, why would that pressure build when you're two 0 up? Like mm. my, my thing about because I I disagree. I don't think the pressure is getting to us. I just think there's a. I think it's a, okay. It's a, it's fueled by I think a bit of nerves. But that's expected this time of the season. The young team, a bit of nerves, but it's an it seems like an overconfidence, a bit of complacency from us in terms of we go two 0 up, and we think more or less the job's done. Let's just see it out. Let's pass it around. Not having Saliba doesn't help too because when you do draw in the opposition, Saliba's a defender that will get it out quick and help us create chances. But without him there. We struggle a bit at that, hence why I end the West Ham for the last 20 minutes, instead of us putting pressure on them and, and trying to get that goal and, and, and an onslaught onto their keeper, there was literally nothing. We were just playing it around the same way. So we don't, 
once you lose momentum in a game, it's hard to it's hard to get it back. It's so hard to get it back, especially especially away from home. So I think it's more fueled by nerves, but in general overconfidence and over well, it's overconfidence on the scoreline being enough to see us over the line. Because where we was, three points was all that mattered. Two nil up at Anfield, two nil up at West Ham. At that, at those points, I believed that we had the three points in the bag. All right, there's a bit of doubt in my mind that we can slip up. I'm not that naive to. I've seen Arsenal slip up four goals up, let alone two goals up. But I, I, I felt like we're, we're going to do it here at Anfield. Then I felt against West Ham, we're going to smash these lot. The goal difference, I'm already counting that in my head compared to Man City. But the players seem to be in that mindset as well. I'm not, you know, and, and this season we've seen us defensively see out games at 2 0. We've seen it, but you are right. But, but, but I think it's different when it's when it's eight. Sorry, Lee, I know, I know Lee wants to come in. I just think finally it's, it's different when you're at the time now where you can see the prize. And I think Liverpool fans have said to me for weeks and for months, you guys do not understand what it's like to be in a battle with City. Mm-hmm. They've said to me, you think that it's going to be a title. Re- they are going to make you be perfect. They are going to hunt you down. They've said this to me and I'm like, yeah, we've got this. And I think we're realising, and the players are re- realising now, I do think City's results are affecting the team. I don't know, you can't quantify how much, but I do think the pressure of not being here before, this is why it took me so long to say the words, I think we're going to win it, because don't disrespect pedigree. Pedigree counts for a lot. When your form isn't going well and there's time to go, there's games to go, pedigree is what you fall back on. But if the sorry, result, no, if, no, no. sorry again, if the result is affecting them as much as you think it is, how do mm-hmm. we start games so good and go two up? Surely that effect would be in place from the get go. Because I think listen, I think our, our, the answer to DNA is to start well, and we're playing two teams that aren't playing very, very well in West Ham and Liverpool. Can we start like that and go two up against City? That'll be the test. But I think it's one. I think it's one thing going two nil up against two teams that on form aren't playing well. And I think once you're tuning up, it's about can you control the game? Be it kill the throw, slip yeah. the throw, and go four up, or just defend it out and be solid for the rest of the game. Yeah, Lee. Let's hear from you. Usually, you're the first one um, offering mm. your opinion, but you was there. You've heard me and Jordan. Is it from where you was? Does it feel like the pressure gets to them at that point? Does it feel like an over overconfidence, complacency type of era? I, I, listen, I, I don't know about the pressure side of it all because, you know, there was pressure, City put pressure on us against Fulham, put pressure on us against Leeds and we come through through those games. So I, I, I'm not so sure about that. Don't take liberties is one thing. Even if you're going to see out the game, if you're going to stop coming off the gas like we did, don't take liberties. Don't get What, what you don't want to do is give the teams like West Ham uh, any sort of encouragement. And we give it tenfold. But the fact of the matter is, and I'll go back to it and I'll say it and say it all again, Arsenal give away too many chances. Look Mm. at the game against Tottenham. Ramsdale making saves. Look at, you know, the game against Liverpool. Save, save, three unbelievable saves in that game. Like, you know, with a team, we are dominant as a team. We give up too many, too many chances. And these teams are Premier League teams. They eventually will take them. We've been we've rode our luck on certain occasions. I'm going to say that now. I think that we have, but you cannot continue to keep giving the chances that we do. And 
I, I think the first goal, you know, could have been well avoided. And I think that we panicked a little bit there. You know, Gabriel panicked going in there and all that as well. And it, that is a bit of a worry because when you're in total control, and I, I think that sometimes maybe you could actually look at it and go, okay, all right, well, we might concede a goal here, but we've got players that can score goals. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think we respected the opposition of West Ham on, on, on Sunday. And I mean that, um, and, and the way I mean that is, because when you look at West Ham, a draw to them was like a win. That that, that point for them is like very, very sacred. It's a big, big point for them. So when it went to 2-2, they showed really not much ambition other than, right, we're going to hold on to this. And I thought they defended very, very well. We couldn't get around, get, 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 uh, sorry, couldn't get through them. And then they always looked a little bit dangerous on the counter-attack. A little bit like they did... Uh, um, at the Emirates, they went one 0 up, if you remember rightly, and we had to we struggled to get through two one. Do you remember Boxing Day? Mm-hmm. We we just haven't learned from 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 mistakes of in the past, and I think that that's something that's that's um, getting us. I, I do think at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this now. I've said this earlier on. I haven't watched the game back. Always find it very very difficult to do, but I did listen to Mikel's press conference afterwards and he's given me encouragement for what he said because you could tell he was angry about that you know I mean you could tell that he weren't happy about it and he used the word ruthlessness you know we weren't ruthless in a lot of things there he's also got to get ruthless as well because he wasn't ruthless you know he was very very ruthless if you go back to the game against Bournemouth he was ruthless ruthless at taking Smith Rowe off yeah he was ruthless taking party off realistically, you know what I mean, and, and, and rightly so. He should have been ruthless and took Saka off. Saka had a bad game, just one of those games, not going to criticise him, forget about the penalty miss, it just wasn't happening for him. Three against two, I, I, I bet a lot of money that he would uh, pick the right pass and do the right thing in that day. It didn't oh, I forgot before. about that. Yeah. Oh, You know, it, it just was one of those games, it just wasn't happening for him. It's Maybe a little bit of pressure, Jordan. It's pressure. Like, I mean, um, uh, uh, for for whatever reason, take him out. You know what I mean? Like you know, I think we took off Jesus when he was looking a little bit like um, he could still do something. It was just one of those games where, and I, he's the best player we've got, and I, I get that. But he was just having one of those games, guys. It just where nothing was going to go right for him. Take him off. So when Mikel says about being ruthless, I think that he's got to be ruthless as well, like he was against. Uh, Bournemouth and because he was ruthless against Bournemouth we got the result so I just think on on it there for, for me that is a missed opportunity but I will say this and, and the longer I've gone on it and spoken to different people and all that like you know maybe it ain't a bad thing maybe it ain't a bad thing that we can't afford to slip up now so we won't go into our shell we won't we know that we've got to carry on you know we can't we've now got to go to Newcastle and we've got to win. We've got to beat Brighton. We've got to beat Chelsea. You know what I mean? But what we've got to do now is get something from uh, Man City. That was always the case before the Liverpool game and before this game. You know, one, sorry, once we dropped points at Liverpool, that was always the case. I think and, it's still the case before, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, probably it is, like, you know. But, but for me, you can make excuses for the game against Liverpool. But conceding right on half time is what teams don't do, and and like if you look at Man City two nil three nil, then they then they ease up. Like you know, my advice is to the team is get three nil up, but then 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 ease off. And if you're not three nil three nil up, you carry on doing what you're doing. And if you players tire, 
then you'd be get them off and be ruthless. You know what I mean? Like, and I felt that that was something we'd done. I felt against Liverpool, we could have gone on and won three or four. And for, for whatever reason, as James has said, like, you know, and also in the tactical insight show as well, that they went 2 nil up and then they stopped playing for it. For, for, they'd done that on Saturday, Sunday as well and paid the price with a goal. I, I can take it against Liverpool, but I think it was, you know, you can't do it. Again, the following week, do exactly the same against a, a, a poor opposition. And, you know, yeah, we had opportunities to get back in the game, but we give them so much encouragement that, that they were chasing shadows in that first 10 minutes. I was watching the game like, you know what I mean? They, they couldn't get near us. They were sprinting to get near us. We was popping it off. But you can't give professional football teams an encouragement and give, yeah. gift, gift them goals. We've done that. And we paid the ultimate price. Will it will it cost us in the end? I don't know. You know, it, it all still cut. Look, listen. When you say about bottling it, pressure, and all that, like if we do not beat Southampton, we do not beat them well, then I'm going to say yes, pressure's on bottling because we've now got to go out there on on against Southampton, wipe the floor with them, yeah. and be ready for Wednesday. But I will say that. There is an opposition, you know, West Ham might have seen us go 2 up after 10 minutes and thought, drop a little bit, tighten up, come on, switch on. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a reaction to what we do from the opposition. Fine. What's, what really strikes me is the lack of urgency from the 11th minute onwards, whether it was at 2-1 to respond to the fact that there was a penalty uh, for West Ham, whether it was at the penalty we were given and we missed it and then they get the equaliser and then when we needed a goal, and I'll be honest, at the 55th minute when they equalised, I didn't think Arsenal were going to suddenly start attacking. I thought that the, the momentum would still be with West Ham at that point. 2-0 down, pulled it back to 2-2, and Arsenal might be a little bit shaky. But I actually thought that when you brought Jorginho on, we started to knock the ball around a little bit more. And then for that last 10-15 minutes, I thought, cool, let's knock on the door now. We didn't at all. The closest we came was that 3-on-2, that let's call it as it is, Saka completely messed it up. Um, and the... Um, uh, the Jesus one where who puts it across gold? I think it's Tierney. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It goes across the goal. Other lot, than yeah. that, we did nothing. That is absolutely appalling. And, and I think that's what's that's what kind of worries me the most. That you know, when you're playing against Premier League teams, they're going to throw punches back. And West Ham really didn't do a lot, we, we kind of let them back in by that, but then they started playing better. Fine, it's just the fact that we didn't have anything else after. That was really worrying. Against Bournemouth, we were 2-0 down, but we were throwing everything to get that back in that game. And there were other games where it's been a little bit tight, Man United, but we throw absolutely everything at it. And you feel like if you keep going, one of them's going to get over the line. Against West Ham, I don't think we put them under any kind of pressure. Now, was that running out of ideas? Was that mental fatigue? Was that physical fatigue? I, I don't know. Um, but they need to shake that off really quickly. They need to find the adrenaline that just gets them through because... Yeah, it's it's looked a very leggy forty-five minutes against Liverpool, and then eighty minutes against West Ham. Really, the the the, the thing that was that's concerning for me wasn't just so much the, the the two goals conceded; it was the fact that when we went two up and they scored the first, we didn't get back at any point the rest of the game into how Arsenal's Mikel Arteta's Arsenal play football. We that's what I mean. Things yeah. that, yeah, we were doing things that we've not done all season. We were we were we were heading balls into 
back into West Ham territory, to West Ham players, when before a ball would come in, Ben White or, you know, Gabriel would chest it on the, on the, get it on the deck and play it. And look, mm-hmm. if you lose the, concede the ball that way, then so be it. But at least it's what we do. We, mm-hmm. we were losing, we were losing second balls. We were, it was very, un, it was a very un Mikel Arteta kind of side after we went to 2-2 or even 2-1. What was worrying for me is that we never at any point after we conceded got back into our groove. As you've said, James, you expect West Ham at 2-1, at 2-2 to have a period where they're on top. But at no point did we wrestle back. Okay, you've had your little time now. You haven't scored the third. In this last 15 minutes, we're top of the league. We're going to take over. And that, for me, was poor. And just finally on Saka as well, I I do feel his performance is a result of a young man who is still early, relatively early in his career, in a position where he's leading a team you know, to hopefully a Premier League title. And I don't say this as a criticism. I say this because he's a young man in a time of his career, in a position, in a season he's never been in before. And I do think that the the the, the, the pressure, I use that word again, I think it's affecting him. I think it's affecting many players, but that penalty miss, look, he can miss a penalty. That can happen. But I don't think it's a coincidence that he scored every other penalty for Arsenal. And yeah. this one, he's, he's, not, he's not missed it. He's missed it by quite a bit. Yeah. And he's a human being. Pressure can get to any of us. I, I get that. But the last two games, he's not been good. He has not been good. And I just think that, you know me, I'm balanced, man. When Saka rips it up, I'm the first champion in him. Shush you. I'm the first one to, 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 to big him up. But I just think that when, he, when, when he's poor, I, I don't think anybody can escape, you know, escape the heat. I think he should get it like anybody else should get it. And he's been poor. So, However, I think he'll play well on Friday. I think he will. I- in, in his defence, though, um, I, I think he is missing a little bit. The Ben White overlap. I know he got the assist in the game. Thank you very much. I think he's. I think. I think because of that. Also, Erdegaard isn't. I got. I know he scored. I thought Erdegaard was shocking. I actually really? thought some of his. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by Erdegaard at all. Wow, Look, that's uh, interesting. I will say. Um, I was quite busy with other stuff, so I was half. I, I watched the game. I didn't do Jordan, uh, but I, I was sort of half watching, half not. But um, but I, I saw him give the. I swear, let, let's say the last twenty minutes when we needed some composure, we need to string a bit of pressure and, and try and create something. I thought he was giving the ball away a lot and just yeah, he wasn't at his best for me. Ooh, I don't know. If wow, I, okay. I don't know. I, oh, I, I think card good I, or bad. I didn't think he was great. I, I think like I didn't think he was great. I think you know um, Partey was poor. If I'll be honest, you know didn't didn't play as well as what they have that they normally done. But I I do I I believe that Saka and I, I, I'm going to stick up for him here because I noticed this when I watched the game quite closely at West Brom uh, at West Ham is that I believe because Saliba's not there. Ben White is just being a little bit more cautious with his play. He's like uh, knows when when he goes bombing down the right, he knows Saliba can cover it with pace and 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 also get um get it down and pass a little bit. And this is not a criticism at holding. I'm just saying it, it is. Now, if you go back to the last couple of games before, they were home games, okay? And actually, the the game against Leeds, Saka was on the bench, right? So it isn't such a big thing. But against Liverpool and against um, uh, West, Ham. West Ham. What I see is that if you ever look at it, sometimes when when what, what Ben White goes on that overlap, he's a decoy. 
It's not going to be used. But what it does, a defender just quietly makes a little shift, and that's when Saka comes in and does his stuff. You know what I mean? Like when they're because they do overload it a little bit on, with, with two against uh, him at times. So if Ben White makes that run, it m gives him that little bit of space. But what what was happening on on um, particularly on Sunday, and I, I haven't gone back to Liverpool game, so, but it looked to me like Ben White was being a very, very cautious side of it, just keeping himself into his shape, not going forward as much. And I think that's uh, uh, affected Saka in his last couple of games. It'll be very interesting yeah. what happens in, in the next game. Because I do believe that there is that little thing of like, we can get caught on that right-hand side. And also with that is, of course, with, with Saliba, if you look at the game against uh, Fulham, I think it was the the um, Martinelli goal. We're getting pressed. We're getting pressed. And he's the one that knocks the ball out to Shaka, And then Shaka gets it out wide to Trossard and we score. Holding hasn't got quite that in his game like, you know. And I just feel that because of that, Ben White is just having to just say, right, OK, I, I, I'll just stay at home a little bit more. And I think that's affected Saka's performances. Certainly, didn't, I, I don't think he actually overlapped once in that second half. You probably have a point to be honest, and, and you know what? The way I'm looking at it as well is, we've we've got three, four very good attackers at the moment. You know they've been great for us this season. Not not all of them. Remember James at the start of the season? I said not all of them are going to bang at the same time. Yeah, I think Saka started a bit more quietly. Martinelli and Jesus was kind of the the stars of the first few games. Then Saka comes into it some more, and then maybe Martinelli has a quiet patch. We've scored two goals in the last two games. Going two 0 up, I I wouldn't necessarily. I'm not blaming the attack for it, even though yeah, in terms of right. us going into into our shell, that is partly them too. But it's more the midfield and, and defense I'm looking at in that sense than I am the attack. So yes, Saka's had the poor, quiet last two games. It is what it is. At the end of the day, he's been a major part of getting us here. So I agree, he should have been subbed off. Because Martinelli is our biggest goal threat and, and he does cause problems. He still was causing problems um, in comparison to Saka. And Jesus, that was a big call for me. I think when he took off Jesus and Partey, mm. at the start of the season, I used to look at, well, I, I look at them too as we cannot go into games without them and we need them to play 90 minutes as much as possible. But they, those were the two that come off. So the... The subs have come into question the last couple of game weeks, but I, I got party Turkish. I understood the party well because he was having a bit of a he was having a little bit of a mare, and he was yeah booked. yeah that's fair, that's and he fair. was booked. Yeah, that 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 one is fair, but I'm I'm more with James when he said right at the beginning that this one this one's on the players for me as much as yeah. I got questions with Arteta subs. I've also got to say with Jesus, I also still think that there's that little bit of in in Mikel's defence that he's not quite hundred percent yet. You know what I mean? So. And and I wouldn't be surprised that if he doesn't start Friday, it'd it be the one to be left out. So this yeah, is really for, that could for, be, for, yeah. For, and just Lee, 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 do you agree with that? If that is what he does, yeah. Because you know what, when you when you come back from injury, you 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 go on adrenaline sometimes, and then you just you, you know you just you get that gets you through the first couple of games because you're not quite fit, and then you have a little bit of a lull where you, where you're going. And so I think that maybe like it wouldn't be a a, a bad thing to do. Difficult one to call, but this is where I say you've got to sometimes be ruthless because you know he scored, scored in every game he's come back at this moment in time. So you know, you're taking away a goal scorer. So I wouldn't be surprised if he'd done it and say, Right, we've got enough, enough for uh, for, because that, I, that, I think he's vital for wins. I know, like, 
we've got to beat Southampton. Yeah, but, that'd be a mistake for me. But we we we've we've got to um, we, you know, left Sakura out against. I think home home game's different, but I I do think that uh, Jesus is vital for us in that game. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing that he can do is what he done on this game. Take you know, start him and take him off. But I, I think Jesus is so so important to us on Wednesday. Can I just get your what I've not seen sorry a lot of the kind of fan channels and cams since the game. Um, what are your thoughts on? I heard a, I heard a lot of kerfuffle and WhatsApp groups about the penalty in terms of you know everyone was saying oh should Saka have taken it and it just I don't know I want to get your thoughts on this but it really annoys me when people do this. It's very simple for me. Saka's the penalty taker for Arsenal Football Club. Mm. I don't care how many you miss. Well, you can, if he misses ten, then take him off him, but. He takes the penalties. And a lot of people were saying, oh, there was a bit of a kerfuffle with the takers because Jesus had the ball. Jesus had the ball because what happens now is the opposition players like to fanny around with the ball to distract the taker. So Jesus took the ball to, just to basically say, look, I've got the ball, we've got the ball, you can't play no games. There was so much nonsense that I, in the groups I was in, but, oh, Jesus, he took it off Jesus and why did he leave it with Jesus? He's a striker. And I'm like, no, Jesus was just holding the ball to make sure that do you know what I mean? Saka could just zone in on, on, on the penalty. Did you guys think that, I know it's hindsight and he's missed it now, but at the time, did you guys think that Jesus should have taken penalty the penalty? Taker, Jordan. Yeah. He's the penalty taker. Yeah. Shit. You know, uh, Turkish made the point, or, or was it James, you know, he's scored every one so far. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'll tell you another thing about it. I, I'm, I'm a little bit annoyed with um, Saka, if I'll be honest. You know what I mean? Not because not he's missed the penalty for apologising. What's he got? Yeah. Oh, for? I hate that, Lee. I hate it. Hate Nothing it. Apologise for Absolutely it. Absolutely hate it. Put yourself up for it. You've missed it. Get on with yeah. it. Yeah, I, I was me. also a bit annoyed when people were turning around and going, "Oh, what? Oh, what if you took him off? He missed a penalty. It might uh, damage his confidence." Oh, come no, on. No, come he's on. a top, top professional. I got no problem with him. Uh, you know, he stepped up. He missed it. End of. You move on, like you. You know, you've got to have a certain amount of bottle to stand up and take a penalty. The, the, the plaudits you get for it are that you score goals. But I've seen penalties missed in the Champions League today, like, you know, very, very vital ones and, and things like yeah. that. It happens. And I, I don't, you know, yes, he might lose a day's sleep over it. probably does. But he'll get over it. He'll get over it like he did the last one he missed for England. But certainly getting up and saying, oh, I apologise for it. Nothing Hates to apologise for. And, and you're right, no, I'm, I'm actually angry with him. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Don't stop this sorry nonsense. You've got nothing to say no. sorry about. It's pathetic. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. No, but uh, I, you know, I get it. He's trying to communicate to the to the Arsenal fans. Yeah, I, I agree. He didn't need to apologise. Absolutely not. But I, I get from his perspective that he's probably thinking, "Let me communicate with the Arsenal fans that." But you're communicating you know, to know... idiots, James. Not people know. that actually know football and care about it. It gets oh, sent off. It does something silly yeah. and gets sent off. That's a different a different sort of a. But I can I can get that, but. Yeah. You know, like footballing thing, like you know, you know, it's not like he's deliberately missed it, is it? Like then he's saying sorry, like you know what I mean? Like I'm sorry, you know, don't say nothing. But you know, that touches on something interesting. That I think is a bit of a problem with Arsenal that we are really bad at reacting to mistakes. You know, we are bad at seeing Thomas Partey try flick a ball over Declan Rice and then keep our composure in the moments after that. And I know it's only one touch and then a pass from Rice before it's into Paqueta. But 
as, as Turkish said, it's actually a heavy touch from Paqueta holding to clear it. Gabriel goes to ground. For what it's worth, I actually don't think it's a penalty. But if you go to ground like that, you're giving them the decision, uh, yeah. the referee decision to make. It's a bit reckless. You don't have to do it. You know, I don't like the way there's sheer panic. And then what happens? Saka misses a penalty. That's an error. You know, he's as, as not. It's not a. What I mean by that, he didn't mean to, but it's. You know, he, he should he should score, and he doesn't. Fine, but Arsenal just kind of like they're just like wilt for the next few minutes after that. You know, yeah, they can't deal with yeah. the throw into a box and and a, yeah. and a you know simple offside line. You know, it, it's just like we're not. I sort of don't blame Partey for trying to flick it over Rice, and even though it's bad. And Saka for missing the pen. I'm not comparing the two, but those moments for me aren't as bad as like the reaction after the reaction. and yeah. the way Arsenal right kind point. of fall apart right. when things, you know. And it goes back to, you know, we did have a, a real debate around the Xhaka thing at Anfield, and I said that I do think it played a part in some way. But having said that, you know, the players were just completely pulled apart in the minutes mm. after and Liverpool scored yeah. because almost like the, you know, if the noise did go up and everything. It was like, ah, what's going on? Panic. Uh, you know, the last few minutes at Hanford, the last 10 minutes at Hanford were an absolute shambles. <laughs> like, oh. You know, and I praise the players for all standing up to their own battles and trying to get us through. But as a collective, we can, we can absolutely collapse after errors. Oh, sporting. You know, we're all comfortable. A goal from the halfway line. We forget how to play football. It's just like, what? Mm. It, it does happen too often for me. We don't respond to moments of adversity mm. in the minutes after. What we are and, good at is we're 2-0 down against Bournemouth. We have to attack. We've got half an hour to do it. Not this. And James, you know what? This is probably part of wider discussion for, I think, another time we should be, we should be having. But there's another team that does that as well. And it's that's to back this up. Man City. Look at Man City's record in the Champions League in particular in the last five or six years. Whenever they seem to score, concede goals, they tend to come in gluts. They tend to come in clumps. They concede one, two, and sometimes three in a very short... But when they, when they capitulate, they capitulate big time. And I just wonder if it's something that Arteta's taken from, from Arteta in the sense that they're process managers. When it goes well, everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone's on job. Pass, pass. You overlap. Inside banks. Goal. But the minute that you can't do that, it's like a robot that now has to have feelings, and robots don't have feelings. It's like uh, what, the, uh, what, 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 what? There's a score. Uh, uh, no. There's no program to kind of. We've conceded. Okay, we're gonna for the next ten minutes. We're gonna do this. We didn't train for this, but this is what we've got to do. Just stem the tide. We tend to lose our heads to a degree when we can see goals now, and that's what. So uh, James said it better than me. That's what's more worrying. Not the goals conceded. It's what we do when the goals are conceded. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. We're 2-1 down, but we are better than you. We're top of the league. We're going to wrestle back control and get a third. And okay, we almost did the penalty, but at no point did we wrestle back control. And big teams that win titles find a way to give you a 10-minute moment or 10-minute patch to score your goal. But now we're taking over now because we're better than you. And we didn't do that. That's the biggest thing for me, not wrestling back control because those moments matter. The, the Xhaka moment at Liverpool, it mattered, but it's not the reason. Saka's missed pen. Mm -hmm. It mattered. It's not the reason. On that note, it's Saka's the penalty taker. He, he takes it, you know, and, and like Arteta said, Next penalty, he takes it. Obviously, yeah, then yeah. if he misses it, then then yeah, I'd be thinking about moving on to someone else. But you give a chance. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't himself. Turkish, you know. If he misses on Friday, I would still keep him as a taker. Nah, two's That's enough. Just, man. Just two, two's enough, man. How many? How many chances do you need? Uh, I think he's got enough credit in the bank. He's not got a history of showing 
that he can't take penalties. For him to kind of miss two and take it off him. And we Three. Off and Louis Van Hal. I think Van Hal had a rotor. Once he missed, it went to the next one. I think that's actually <laughs> something like that. Only next. he had like Wayne Rooney, Robin Van Persie. I'm thinking I wouldn't be messing around with those takers. You end up with Tom Cleverley, but um, yeah. I don't know. Before we I'm before we sure. move on, obviously DR Sports does weekend roundup. I've got the big six on my channel and. And we've all got Twitter, we've all got social media, and and the the, the term bottling is coming up a lot um, from opposition fans and even some media outlets. Um, when you consider we've won seven in the last nine and drawn two, I don't think it's a case of bottling, like James said earlier. Um, I did, you know what? I do think the West Ham game we bottled the game. I do think in that ninety minutes we bottled it, but in terms of the title race, far from it. Now, if we drop points against Southampton then cool, use the word as much as you yeah. like, because then for me, it would be on the, you know, on the cusp, if not bottling itself. But right now, I think a draw at, you know, against West Ham, listen, poor, we should have won the game. A draw against Liverpool, yeah, all right, we took something in the end when we was, you know, all hands on deck. At, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, if obviously not winning the Premier League would be a failure, but, we have made a lot of progress this season, so I want to get your yeah. thoughts on the whole bottling aspect of things. Rival fans laughing about it. I mean, I'm trying to think of a good analogy for it. It's it's like laughing at a guy for not doing well on a test that you never even took. Like, you know, we're there. We're making the league interesting. And, you know, we've put seven wins in, in nine and two draws. And And like I said, I didn't say on this show, but... Of all the away games we had left, I had, you know, City, Newcastle, and then West Ham probably was the third hardest one. So it's it's like it's not a major shock that Arsenal drew at West Ham. I know they're not having the best of seasons, but they've got some very good players. And in the two seasons previous, they were, that was a really tough place to go. Um, I don't feel like we're bottling the title in, in any way, shape or form. I just feel like you're in, in, in percent of perfection and it really is that you know then then they will capitalize and different, that's what we're up against different analysis in it with arsenal like you know like i i've listened on the radio the other day coming away from i don't know where i was going but oh you're i emery five wins out of five for aston villa fantastic it's great it's great you know what i mean arsenal got five wins and then they get a couple of draws and it's a different thing like you know it's it's bottling it. Um, it's just a different way, you know. Arsenal just make bigger headlines, and that's the way it's always been, and and that's something that you have to accept. But when other teams are saying bottling it, like you know, Liverpool fans, well, you know, I, I'm going to be really honest. When Liverpool didn't win the league last season, it was far from my um, faults that they'd bottled it. It was far from my faults that they bottled it like for three three years out of it. Like I thought, you know, well done, well done for giving it a bloody good go against the juggernaut. Well done, uh, Manchester United. Like you know, I mean, laughing because they're two 0 down. Like you know, was um, I, you know, a two 0 down against Seville at home. I think's more of a bottle in it than 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 what we done on um, on, on on Sunday. You know, Chelsea fans, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they haven't got no nothing to say. I had a Spurs fan come up to me the other day and said, like, yesterday, he said, like, oh, I've got the custard on, on boil for, for your crumble. Like, you know, I said, like, you know, you just lost to Bournemouth, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
you know, I, I rather like, you know, what, what were you on about? Like, you know, <laughs> it's incredible, wasn't it? Like, you know, and, 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 and Lee, Lee, I know what you mean. Lee, I know what you mean. Lee, 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 Lee. And the thing is, Lee, Lee, you're, so, you're, so, you're a G. The thing is, you, you, got, you got it wrong. They didn't just lose to Bournemouth. The way they lost to Bournemouth, yeah. the definition of a bottle. They didn't just like lose and it was a, a 1 0 that the, they scored in the 71st minute. They thought they were getting a draw in, in injury time and still lost it. Yeah. That is a bottle job. <laughs> the definition no, I mean, of a bottle job. So, yeah, so, so we all have a team say that. Do you know what it is? When they use the word bottle, do you know what it actually means? Do you know what they're actually saying? I'm jealous. I'm jealous of what you've got and what you're doing, like, you know. And they're all hoping that we, we lose. You know, um, I'll be honest with you. I've got Spurs mates that are uh, selling their seats, selling their tickets for games at the moment. Not interested in going, the, the, uh, going Spurs no more. But I'll tell you that, I'm interested in going over the Arsenal. Why? Because of what we've been doing. So when teams go, oh, it's about bottle and everything like that, I'm not having it. You know, Arsenal have not bottled it. This is, you know, they're playing against a, a, a team. Like, you know, Liverpool went last season. They lost one game, Liverpool, and and couldn't and, and couldn't see it. And I've got to tell you this now: if this was the Invincibles season, we wouldn't be nowhere near where we are. So when you say it's about bottling it, it has nothing to do with it. Like you, you're up against a juggernaut of a team that is a very very good team that can. Rest players and all that. Look at their front three that they've got, and then look at the, what they've got to back it up to what we've got to back it up. You know what I mean? You look at their central defenders. You know what I mean? To what they've got, they, they can afford to leave Walker out of the team at the moment. Like you know, we can't afford to do things like we can't afford to leave good players and international players out of our side. So I think the end of it when they say bottle, it means we're jealous. I think I just I'll give my brief thoughts. I, I think it's funny. Any serious football voice that wants to be taken seriously that describes Arsenal's bottle jobs needs to retire. I thought the discussion on Sky Sports on Sunday between Roy Keane, Jimmy Fred Hasselbank, and uh, Gary Neville was absolutely embarrassing. And I think I think I've worked it out. We're now in this era of 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 clips and yeah. YouTube. And virality, is that, is that a word, James? Virality? I'm a journalist, so I should know that. I'll give it to you. Um, okay, thank you. Um, to go viral. Um, we, we live in this era now where everyone wants to have the big statement and have the big term and have the big phrase and have the big clip that goes viral, gets shared and whatever it may be. And that's fine. In the WhatsApp groups, it's totally fine to have banter with your Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, United mates about bottle That's fine. If you're going to go on big, big talk sport and big, big Sky Sports news, uh, Sky Sports and big, big match today and call Arsenal bottle jobs, for me, you should give your money back because you're robbing a living. There's no analysis that, that, that backs up Arsenal are bottling this, this, this league. First of all, we didn't even lose. That's the first thing. A bottle job for me, got, you've got to lose the game. We didn't lose the game. It wasn't good. And I think there are questions to be answered. Criticise Arsenal. No, no problem with that at all. But it's not a bottle job. And the second thing, it's not over. I think, as you said, Turkish, if we lose on Friday, then I think there's definitely a conversation to be had around Arsenal choking. Because if you look three games in the crunch part of the season, no wins, that for me, you have to just hold it. And if Arsenal finish second this season, we know the Spurs fans, Chelsea fans, oh, you bottled it, you bottled it. We've just got to hold that. But for me, I'm not taking anyone seriously that at this stage is calling Arsenal bottle jobs because we're far from bottle jobs. I think what we're, what we're lacking in is experience. And if we come second this season, we go again next year and win it next season. I don't think we're, we're not, we're not, bottle job implies you have no heart. 
bottle, the whole bottle job term came from, it's empty, there's nothing inside, there's nothing there. We've got, if anything, too much heart. That's, that's, we've got no experience. So yeah, the, the whole bottle job discussion for me, I just thought was embarrassing, especially on respect, local respected mainstream platforms. It was, uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank said it, it would be a disaster if Arsenal up in the title. I mean, I like Jimmy, but I like, why would you go on national TV and say such stupid disaster? No, I well, I think he was thinking about his own team, wasn't he? Like, Chelsea oh, it was embarrassingly, it was embarrassing. Yeah, it was embarrassing, yeah. You know, what I mean, how's it? I'm not being biased, it's embarrassing. He, he turned around and said, like, you know, I'll tell you what is a disaster spending 600 million pounds, like, you know, oh, you're in the 10th oh. in the league and you can't score a goal every every week, like, you know, it's, I mean? it's 11th actually, it's 11th, is it 11th? Yeah. For even it's better, 11th, like, you know, and still can't score goals, you know, what I mean, and like. You know, you've got uh, a striker. You can't play in the Champions League because you left him out of the list. You know what I mean? Like, that's a disaster. So, um, you know, um, get your house in order um, before you start having to go at Arsenal. Whatever happens from here on on in, Arsenal have not had a disastrous de- season. No. If we don't win the league from here now on, on come second, yes, I'm going to be disappointed. And I've got a right to be disappointed. But I'm not going to be like, it's a disaster. And we've got sacked this yeah. man, sacked the ball and everything like that. Yes, we're entitled to be disappointed that we didn't win the game against West Ham. Yes, we'd be disappointed we don't win the league. But at the end of the day, that's all it will be. Disappointing. You know, the the one and only time I think this team have ever bottled anything, I think was, and I know we had a lot of injuries, but I think it was the end of last season where we lost yeah. our heads at Tottenham, performance went out the window, second chance at Newcastle, didn't get a shred of a performance that like, that for me i think if you're going to use the word bottle yeah, yeah. it's there it's when the group looks so far from what they're meant to be and the only thing that's changed is the pressure pressure of the situation that's when i think you go how is it how is it that actually you still went to the bridge and won with injuries and whatever you still beat may united 3-1 but you know the pressure's turned up and in these two games you capitulated red cards penalties like you know all that and I, I don't think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing a team that just made a few mistakes and, and haven't been at their best. Fine. Do you know yeah. do you know another thing, like, James, that really does annoy me? Do you know, like, last season, I talked about this with Robbie earlier on, like, you know, um, Manchester City played um, Real Madrid last. They've tuned you up with two minutes to go and ended up losing the game. I didn't hear no one say they were bottle jobs. I didn't hear the word bottle coming out then, like, you know what I mean? Oh, so it's such a great Real Madrid side and everything like that, you know. I'm also going to say that. Give credit to West Ham on the sun. They defended fantastically well. You know, we couldn't break them down. It's not the end of the world, you know. And um, for and this is why there's lots more fan channels out there now and things like that because of those pundits and everything like that. A Manchester United uh, captain and a Chelsea um, centre-forward I'm not interested what they've got to say about Arsenal because they don't care. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd rather have a, a conversation with us when we because I know that we all care about it and all that, like you know. And and for for someone to turn around and go, it's a disastrous, and someone to say, "Oh, you're in cuckoo land, you're in cuckoo land." You know what I mean? Like you know, he's been humming on about Man United being great for 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 a couple of years and talking about Ronaldo, like you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. Not interested, Mr. Mr. Keane, and I'm certainly not interested in what you've got to say, Mr. Hasselbank. <laughs> but you're always, you're something always welcome on the podcast. Mr. Hassel, Hassel, I could actually be rude, but I won't be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you well, be you're always welcome on the podcast to debate it with us. <laughs> <laughs> Soon come. All right, cool. Listen, we've got, well, 
we've got about just over five minutes to go and we haven't even touched in on Southampton, but we kind of have here and there. We, we've all said it's a must win now and I forgot who said it. I think it was Lee that said, we've got to win it and we've got to win it comfortably. And, yeah. and I pretty much agree with him. I think, you know, to, to really get back on track before Etihad, I think we need a calm, composed, confident win against Southampton. Should we, should we just have a brief, just a, I know we've got, we've got a lot of time, but just a brief chat about how we would approach that game because we've all spoken about Man City and Newcastle on this pod, but those games are relevant if we don't win on Friday. Yeah. And that's the reason why I disagree with Lee that I would play our strongest team and that I think has Jesus in it. I understand the temptation to have him fresh and ready for that big game on Wednesday, but Wednesday is irrelevant if we don't win on on um, on uh, on Friday. So, I mean, how, how would you would you guys rest anybody else as well as or something? No. No, just him. The only the only reason I'm saying about Jesus is for that simple fact is that sometimes mm. you have a little bit of a lull. I'm not saying that he has. You know, he's he's been incredible. He's incredible. If he's fit and he's ready to go and, he, and he's ticks all the boxes in the in the, in in the things, he plays. You know, and and Trossard misses out again. You know, what I mean, it's as simple yeah, as yeah. that. Like, you know, I think though, um, I think it's massive. If you know, there's there's rumours about Saliba. I think that. If he he's got to play on if he's going to play on Wednesday, he's what, got to play Friday. Yeah, yeah. What, what wasn't that? Well, there was a quote I saw. I think it was on Football Joe that was saying, apparently, he said he's prepared to play on Wednesday, even though he knows he's not fit, and he's prepared to risk the season to play on Wednesday. Not would you got? Would would you would you guys agree with that? Would you have him at? 50% fit for Wednesday and no. strap him up. I think maybe like come Wednesday, we'll have to talk, maybe we'll talk about this next week, but like I think that maybe against uh, Man City, you might have to look to do something different. But again, you know what I mean? Like maybe not. We, we don't have to win that game, do we? So I, I don't know. I should be interesting to see. Partey right back. Oh, jeez. That's what some people are saying. Yeah. I mean, Partey oh, right back, Jorginho midfield, White at centre-back. They could go down that route. They could go down. That. I could, you know, even play someone like Nelson there or someone like that. Or well, Zinchenko? Can he go back? Zinchenko can go over there and be an invited player over on that side. I think maybe he'll look to do something different. It'd be very, very interesting to see what he does. I, I would like to. I hopefully He's not really that. done anything wrong, has he? But you just know, you just know the quality. The, the team don't defend with the same confidence when he's in. No, it's or... nothing against him. Yeah. I, I get that, and as well, James. And I just think that you know, I think it's vital that Saliba plays on Friday. Is anybody concerned about Friday? No, no. You're all quite comfortable. You think it'll be a comfortable win? Yeah, I, I just it should be a comfortable win. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm not. No, concerned. but so should West Ham. So so we ripped up. We ripped no, open. West Ham. I have something in the back West of my Ham. mind where I thought West Ham. We can't take this one lightly. They always pull something out the bag against someone every season. And this season, they haven't really had many big results. So I thought, listen, we've got to get a job done. By a 2-0, I thought, job done. I only ask that because Southampton have beaten Chelsea. I think they've beaten Liverpool. They're not City out of the cup. Beat Spurs. And they beat Spurs. So they have beaten some big teams away as well. So I'm just, on paper, this should be a light work. But Did they beat Spurs? No, I draw 3-3 three, three against Spurs. Yeah. I don't know the other fixture actually. Was it 3-3, was it? They've beaten Barcelona. They've beaten Real Madrid. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. They're bottom of the... Oh, they beat Spurs at Spurs, didn't they? 
I thought they did as well. No, oh, I no, no, was... they might have. They might have. No, the last year, last season. You're thinking last season, boys. Oh, it was last season. It was. It was. I'm just mentioning that they have beaten some big yeah, teams they, this season. They got. So talent. I'm just saying they're they bottom of the league. This should be fodder, top v bottom. But we're all confident. They're bottom of the league, be... Jordan. They're going out of the, of the league. They went out of the whimper against Crystal Palace at the weekend. Arsenal should do the business, and that's it. And if they don't, then you know we're we're having another conversation. Okay. We'd be interested to see what you're going to put in your league. <laughs> <laughs> My man, Lee. On that note, let's pull up the table. And the table hasn't changed. There has been no change. We all predicted wins against West Ham in some way, shape or form. But obviously, we drew the game. So for people listening on audio platforms, I am still top after 42 games played and predictions made. 38 points. Jordan's in second on 35 points. Lee is in third on 33 points. And James fourth on 31 points. So, yeah. I'm just happy I'm in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tight. Your hairline looks like you're in your 30s as well. Like, you know what I mean? There you go. You're talking about hairlines. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should know. I'm experienced. Oh, my word. Um... <laughs> oh, my word. Turn that's what it was like when I was 30. Well, how old are you, James? Oh, no, I won't ask. That's rude. I'm 27. 27. Oh, dear. <laughs> <Get out. laughs> You've got three oh, years left. <laughs> this, is what this is what happens when you work with lead judges on a weekly basis. <laughs> so, I'm going to buy you a hat for your birthday. That's very kind of you. That's no problems. Can you just can you actually just chalk off twenty quid, whatever I'll uh, owe you at the end of this stupid <laughs> yeah, competition? Like <laughs> what competition? <laughs> This leaderboard thing. He's, he's yeah, I'm coming way. through now. You won't yeah, yeah, winning this through. Lee's done. Lee's dead food. He'll Come find on, a man. way. <laughs> jo Lee's Jordan. Done. Jordan went something like 123, uh, like incorrect predictions, yeah. and then shot the top of the league. Yeah, he did a Man City four on the bounce. I, I, I'm confident. I'm still confident. Like you know, I'm gonna, I'll, be, I'll be winning it. Like you know. Because I'm experienced, I know where where to come from. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, yeah. I know what to do. We'll see about that. You're doing you're doing the Spurs, mate. You're sinking like a like a like oh. a like a ship. A Not ship like in the Spurs, night. because I am the current champion. I just want to just want to say that. Fair play, too so, too so. <laughs> yeah, a few more, a few more, a few more wins for me, and I'll mathematically be the winner again. Second yeah. least. Former winner, you are Turkish. I'll give you that. You're a former winner. Yeah, I am. Soon to be double champ. Oh, I like that. I like that. Like, have a double. He's going like, to add like two stars to the corner of his Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'll give Lee one star. Don't worry about that. <laughs> right, let me move the prediction table out of the way and get oh, into man. the predictions. All right, I'm going first. Big up NordVPN. Always. Yeah, you already know. Link in the description. All of that. Cold AFTV. Jeez. I'm going 4-1. Oh. Yeah. 4-1. I, I actually think Bukai Saka is going to have an absolute blinder. Like, I'm hat trick. I'm going 3-1 Arsenal. All free Saka. 3-1. All free Saka. Lee. I would say I'll give you an extra point. Four nil to the Arsenal. Come Ooh. on, you gunners. Four nil. Clean wow. sheet. Clean we'll sheet. We'll have it. James. Oh, uh, I said three nil. I said they bounce back after West Ham. I'm going to go for it again. 
Come on, Arsenal. I'm believing in you. 3 0. Lock it in. Lock, Lock it in. Lock it, it in. in. So, everyone's gone for a win. Everyone's gone for a different scoreline. I've gone for 4-1. Jordan's gone for 3-1. Lee's gone for 4-0. And James has gone for 3-0. It's, it's going to be nil-nil after like 75 minutes. You know that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ne- Next pod, sat here going, I don't know how we threw away a 4-0 lead against... <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the predictions in. All right, cool. What we got left? We've discussed the West Ham result. We've got comments. We've discussed the Southampton game coming up. Predictions made. You are right. Comments, Jordan. Before we get into co- comments, once again, just to remind you, this Forever Arsenal podcast is powered by Nord VPN. Use the code AFTV at the checkout or click the link below to visit nordvpn.com forward slash AFTV for the AFTV special. We've done some great work with them. Check this out if you want to see Lee at his most hilarious. I'm trying to access this video and he's doing my nothing, Robbie. Robbie. And I won't be tagged to know what any may wear. And I can save money on when. Tra- oh, f- sake. <laughs> so, how do I know when he's finished moaning? Stop. All right, okay. Should, should, should we do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually my favorite one out of the lot I didn't know there was a blooper version did you have you seen that before Lee yeah I've seen it it's been on before once before a lot but it is funny they should do a blooper one because they, there's there's some classics in there like you know so uh, we've yeah. all messed up haven't we like you know so uh, Big up, man. Big up NordVPN. Big up Lee on his acting skills. And yeah, big up everyone that's hit the like button so far. If you haven't, hit it now. And obviously, leave your comments because we're about to get in the comment of the day. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Shall I go first? Yeah, why not? Why not? Lee judges never fails to make me laugh. Stop. Fails to make me laugh. Anyway, lads, I'm off to bed. Going to watch the tactical show. Much love <laughs> from Australia. <laughs> 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 and that's from uh, oh man, CL Ralph. Right, well done. I love it. Obviously, is that from Australia. Ralph? Good day, good day, sir. Good day. What was his <laughs> name? Ralph. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Ralph. I ain't got my glasses on, right? You know. Oh, we hope uh, it's Ralph. Look out down that route again. Um, <laughs> Much love from Australia. Like I love it. Like when you when when the overseas guys get involved, like you know. So uh, love that one. Yeah, come on. Who wants to go next? Uh, all right, I'll go. Kieran cool. says, uh, love how Jordan goes on a rant and go, and then goes, James, what time was the second goal scored? Expecting James to have the stats already on the bounce. <laughs> the reason I quite like that one from Kieran is this actually happens. Like people just would just ask me like, oh, what was, uh, what was the XG in the Brighton away game? It's like I'm not... <laughs> Like, I do my Rain homework. Man. I'm not. I'm not like a stat supercomputer. It's <laughs> it, it's research. I, as much as I'd love to say I'm super intelligent, and I figure it out. It's just good research. But I appreciate everyone who feels like they can just ask me those things. Yeah, it's a compliment, um, man. It's still it's a compliment. It is a compliment. I'll ah, take it. Me... If I'm giving off the illusion, then brilliant. The illusion. Let me go next, and then Jordan, you can wrap it up. So my one, some Arjvi. <laughs> And the simple one, really. Turkish getting back to the top of the table was quicker than us after that City defeat. 
Jordan imitating Lee's new friend, Stevie G. Oh, wow. That's, oh, there's, wow. There's, there's, no, there's no need for that. There's no, need for that. there's no need for that. Very no clever. He was actually buzzing so much over that international break. In I the was, WhatsApp group, he was messaging. Was. Ah, it was awful, wasn't it? It was, it was an awful, awful time for us. I'll, I'll be back. Just imagine if I win the league the summer, the summer ahead. It's going to be unbearable in the WhatsApp yeah, group. Well, yeah, guys. it is. It's going to be unbearable and I'll yeah. be putting you on mute. <laughs> I'm blocked for the whole summer. We'll, we'll finish second to City, but no, Jordan won the prediction. Like, yeah, I mean, like, you're all invited. Um, oh, I got a couple. So a lot of the comments were saying that I was um only reading out comments that were about me. So I thought I wouldn't do that this week. But we did get a comment from Jordan. He says, dope podcast, really enjoy, really enjoyed this episode. Very simple and very complimentary. And then the other one was from Shaft from, 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 from Jordan. The first one was from Jordan, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jordan, Jordan, Dumalietzi, Dumalietzi, I think, is when Jordan Dumalietzi. And the other one was from Shaft C, the forgetful Arsenal podcast. Jordan forgets fans' names. Lee forgets his passport. James forgets to make his bed. Turkish forgets to invite Shoroy. I like that one. It was a good one. So big up, big up, Sir FC. What's wrong with my and, bed? And you said, as happens, you was making the bed before we started because we saw you like, yeah, you know I mean, fluffing up. The yeah, pillars, well, no. right? listen, I was just making it presentable for the show. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not working because they're, they're commenting that you your bed is a mess. So yeah. you got to do better, mate. Got to do better well, at least I'm not doing it by my front door like Lee. <laughs> ready to pop out. <laughs> it's it's really there, like, you know what I mean? For conservatives yeah. behind there. There you go. There you go. People. Right, listen, James Lee Jordan. As always, it's been a pleasure. And people, hopefully, it's been a pleasure for you. Hopefully, you've enjoyed. Hopefully, you've hit the like button, and hopefully, you're going to leave a comment. So. Our job next show is easier as usual, people, because you always leave comments and we always have a section for comments of the day. And as always, big up NordVPN for this one. AFTV is the code. You can apply that during checkout or you can click the link in the description below, nordvpn.com forward slash AFTV. And the AFTV special will automatically be applied. So show them some love. Show the video some love. Love for the love. Hopefully, we're back with three points against Southampton. We'll be back before the City game. Look out for it. Make sure you subscribe. Notification bell on. Peace. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network.